SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name's Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. How are you guys doing today? Wait, don't answer that. We can't hear you anyway. Uh, you are listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. This is podcast number one, five, five. Yes. Last podcast is one, five, four, and we have a tip from that podcast. Uh, I don't even know why my tip says that uh, it's for it's regarding web design and it says make sure your CTA is prominent and easily understood yeah great that's that's one of the most important things with a CTA is that it has to be prominent meaning it has to be easily accessible can be seen whether it's a mobile browser or a web browser and and also understandable let people know exactly what it is make sure it's clear the action that you want people to take and we we think that just your number Phone number, prominent place, not good enough. We yeah. think call your number. Call for for uh, a white paper, call for call for something. So make that CTA uh, a little bit stronger. Yeah, you Go definitely on. wanted to uh, give people, the more impactful the CTA, the, the more likelihood people will actually <laughs> take that action. Remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. Yes. Where our mantra is, don't be a deuce. Uh, if you're near some sort of electronical device, electric device, some sort of social media device, go ahead and tweet right now, uh, and you can tweet or should tweet. Hashtag SEO Podcast 155. Make sure you tag us in it at eWebStyle. That way we can uh, link up, network, and, and all of the good things that come with being social. And now for our section, the Algorithm Cataclysm. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, we've got, there was another Panda refresh, 3. Point, they're calling it 3.8. Mm -hmm. um, it says, as always, that it will affect less than 1% of the uh, sites that are out there and where uh, of the search results that yes, are out there. 1% of Google searches worldwide. Worldwide. So, a lot. <laughs> um, it says its intent was to release or capture sites that deserve it according to the algorithm. Reins went after they knew it would be so pretty cool. You missed on that. Wraps up our cataclysm. Uh, we can do the news here. Um, Google goggles are out, right? Fifteen hundred bucks. You can get some Google goggles. I don't know how. It's like I'm, I'm sure they're not delivering today, yeah. um, and it's not too far in the future. It says that these are for people who are on the leading, bleeding, cutting edge of technology. Yeah. I want one. Yeah, I need one. Somebody yeah. sponsor me a pair. Yeah. To make it two. Just two. We'll do uh, any color. Blue. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if they come in colors. We'll they paint should. them. We'll be yeah. the first ones to paint them. <laughs> we like the red. I want it red. And it breaks everything. Use yeah. like lead paint. <laughs> now it can't get signal. One of the interesting things uh, they did uh, at, their, at the event that they were releasing the Google goggles, they had people with the goggles on who were parachuting. They had people who were uh, uh, um, rappelling off the side of buildings. And in order to broadcast it live, they actually had to create their own networks, right? Their own Wi-Fi networks. They actually used military. To use. Yeah, because yeah, you... Above a 1,000 yeah. feet, there's no 3G. <laughs> it's just there's no 3G above a 1,000 feet. And um, so they ended up using, like, military-grade technology in order to create the network to support... Necessary to for this the full product launch. I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, it turns out Google Chrome is actually crashing MacBooks. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about that. Um, uh, there's something in Chrome that's actually causing what's called a kernel panic. 
Uh, and and they say, well, blame it on the operating system. Mm-hmm. Software shouldn't be able to cause a kernel panic. Um, and apparently a kernel panic is not as nice as it sounds because panic yeah. is like, ooh, you should be worried. Yeah, kernel panic is almost blue screen. Right. You know what I'm saying? It is. Yeah, what yeah, they're it's saying like blue is screen. it doesn't shut down the app. It actually requires a reboot. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had that, and I'm a, I'm avid Chrome user. That's why I'm sitting here with the blank stare on my yeah, face. Like, yeah. is that the reason why? But um, it hasn't happened in a while. Like, it happened, like, uh, last year sometime. When I ended up having to get my, uh, which will end up being a different issue, but I did have that kernel panic, and I was using Chrome, so. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a newer version or something. Um, on our Facebook page, by the way, you can get to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Or our Twitter page, twitter.com slash eWebStyle. Or our YouTube page, youtube.com slash eWebStyle. And you yeah. can send it. That is good. You can send us an email at <laughs> podcast at e dash webstyle dot com. Um, oh, I left you the left whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Eric Boyles uh, on our Facebook page, he actually posted, "Hey, there's a, a a new standalone podcast app that's coming out on uh, Apple devices, so you can actually get an app that's focused specifically on podcasts. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through iTunes or whatever." Um, hopefully uh, that'll help people find us easier. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was cool. What's really interesting, the number one iOS app right now, mm-hmm. Google Chrome. Wow, and it's crashing. <laughs> well, it's crashing on the MacBooks, right? Yeah. So the iOS app is really for uh, the, for the mobile yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Um, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Number one app. That's pretty cool, but it also kind of sucks. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's cool that, that Google Chrome go Google... Uh, but yeah, it's not working across all Mac devices properly. Yeah. So. Apple, get. Yeah, I mean, you guys can't do anything right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, as 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 shown by your success. Um, so we got we we actually have three reviews. There are no tear uh, mm-hmm. tear tattoos today, and I thought um, I'm gonna read the kind of the most endearing one last and kind of paraphrase it. Uh, here we go. This is from UK. Um, that's not as he's actually from UK. Yeah, the UK. Uh, SEO tips. This is Orange Dot Octopus. Kind of kidoki. Kind of cool, cool name. Uh, the title, the 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 review reads: Great entertainment, great knowledge building, great tips, bang up to date issues, discussions, and solutions. That's got to be like. British phraseology. You will not regret listening to this. Oliver Wilde, the Sheffield Builder. Uh, and his website is asandow.co.uk. Uh, and he does ask us not to kick him in the shins. What are you talking about? Yeah, we, we punch you in the face. Punch you in the face. Next, we've got top quality content and funny too. That's the title, Nicholas Greening. Uh, these guys give top quality, up to date content. And to top it all off, they are very easy to listen to and very funny. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. On all of you. That is very nice of you to say. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, Nick. Actually, thank you, Nick. Yeah, punch in the face to you, Nick. Uh, here's a good one. This is from, uh, I really like it. It's really long. I actually 
uh, took a screenshot of it and posted it on our Facebook page. Again, that's facebook.com slash eWebStyle. So you can read this whole thing. Uh, it says, I appreciate your info and enjoy the show. It says, I'm very knowledgeable in the computing, and this is by uh, Kath Moore. I'm very knowledgeable, fairly knowledgeable in the computer arena, but my experience was always with hardware and networking, right? So that kind of sets up uh, the, the, the background. He's actually almost 53 years old, and because of heart attacks and numerous health issues, he goes into a lot of detail here. Uh, he's been on disability since 2005. He hates it. He's grateful that the country is supplying him a, mo- a modest income, and he refuses to live like he's disabled. Uh, I think that's awesome. He loves photography. He's in Abilene, Texas. And uh, he it's loves shooting. Not that far from us. Yeah, it's not just around the bend. Well, in Texas, that's three days away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to build a, a, so he's working to build a business shooting live music and concert photography in Abilene, Texas. No one else is doing it. His point is because uh, Abilene's kind of small. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that much live <laughs> concerts. He, he has to work to find them to go to it. Um, his point is saying all of this. It's that people like you are willing to share information about what you do that allows people like him to have a shot at doing some really good things. Hmm. Sympathy I don't need. Information and education that will give me a hand up, I can accept that. Uh, thank you for doing what you do and for making it fun to listen to. You guys rock. Punch in the face. Tiff. Tiff. Don Hanson. That's... That's great. I actually, yeah. this is going to be up uh, in our office for a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what's up. That's very cool. And finally, from Facebook, uh, we got a question. Uh, first, it says, you guys rock. That's a great way to start so that mm-hmm. we will actually answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to include my keywords in my domain, but don't want it too long. What are the pros and cons of getting a shorter URL and direct it to the keyword domain? The idea is to brand shorter, but have the longer for potential Google juice. I appreciate your help in advance. I'll be listening Friday. Well, uh, two things. First one, um, with the Panda updates and all the recent changes, domain of the keyword-rich domain names aren't as impactful as they used to be. And so uh, if you can get it and it's not that long and it's really a spinoff of the company name, great, fine, do it. But I wouldn't invest too much effort into into um, trying to get the right keyword in your domain name because frankly um, that is just a, a minuscule percentage of <laughs> the algorithm at yeah. this point. Um, they have made changes to really kind of shuffle away from that. And so, um, great example, eWebStyle, SEO Houston, right? Yeah, yeah, we rank well for SEO Houston, and SEO is nowhere in our domain. Name. Right, so it, it's not a necessity. Uh, and, and you would consider that a pretty competitive space. So yeah. um, there are other things to focus on. I always, with our clients, I always talk about, okay, have the domain, you know, that kind of captures what you do quickly. That's actually very useful. Therefore, it's probably going to have the keywords. Keep it shorter, you know, so really kind of stilted conversation about what you do. Mm-hmm. And then potentially have an abbreviated version that you can use for email or give people over the phone that gives forwarded. So you don't have to write, you know, we make shelving for garages. Uh, com. You, yeah. Dot com. <laughs> you don't have to give that over the phone. You can say, you know, WSFG.com uh, and then that have that forwarded to we make shelving for garages. You know, something, something along those lines so that on the phone it's easy to give out. Now, well, the card is easy to print on any other promo materials, well, easy to display. And it, it just long has anything that's online 
has the longer domain, yeah. right? And once you're online, it doesn't matter because you're it's, it's just a click, click mm -hmm. right? So at the end of your email, you don't have the short one, you have the long one. Because that's, you know, especially if you're using Gmail, I promise you that's getting indexed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I would also say, uh, work, think about branding. Um, it may be in your best interest to get a domain name that has the company name in it, um, just for the sake of branding, because you can, as long as your site's optimized well and you're doing all the other 3,000 things correctly, then your site will still rank. And um, and, th and that way your site will rank and your, your company name will be branded. And so um, I would almost say... Uh, yeah, if if the keyword domain name is available and it's not you know stupid and long and crazy, then yeah, get it. But if not, don't worry about it. Brand your company name. Yep. Cool. All right, let's get into some more content. content. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about um, a little bit of social and a little bit of blogging um, because these uh, both have a direct effect on SEO. If you're generating content uh, where there's articles or posts or news events or whatever it is and you're publishing this content chances are you are publishing it on your blog you're probably dropping it in some newsletter somewhere and when hopefully you're Facebooking it and tweeting it and digging it and, and things like that and so um, I was on a search engine journal found an article that um, that I had read the other day actually and um, I thought it was pretty cool so I wanted to share with you guys it's called seven foolproof tactics to write a better blog post with social media and uh, this is pretty cool because um, I'm blogging a lot on, on my personal blog and so um, I've actually followed some of these tips already so I thought that was pretty cool so I like uh, I like the fact that it says foolproof in the title that's yes yeah. yeah anytime you can use the word foolproof, foolproof. yeah yeah that apply that means it applies to more people because <laughs> there's a lot of fools out there <laughs> didn't recognize that was the alternative meaning for foolproof Okay, I thought it meant can't mess this up. You're right, even fools, it's foolproof. Gotcha. It's kind of like child proof. You got foolproof. Foolproof fool blog post. That would have been a better title right there. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into that. Uh, so tip number one, um, study your audience's words on social media. I think this is this is key when writing any post, any article, any any content that you plan on publishing one, one with the purpose of getting people back to your site. One could actually say this is keyword to Yes. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> a, we, a good example would be um, if let's we got the Olympics coming up, right? And so if if the people in your social circles, your followers, your G plus circles, your Facebook friends and this and that, if they're using a certain language or cheering for a certain team or pulling for a certain country, things like that, and you want to attack that sort of demographic of people, then take the words that they're using and include those words in your post. Because yeah. if they're using them, then they're probably searching for them. And if they're searching for them, you have a higher likelihood of showing up if it's in your post. So, uh, yeah, so very, yeah. very salient for, um, you know, there are different regions, like I know uh, there are nicknames for people from different, yeah. different countries in Latin America. So, like, uh, Javier, who, who's here, works with, is from Honduras. They, they're called catrachas. Uh, I know within Mexico City, they're called chilangos. Uh, so if, if you're, you know, targeting those particular areas, then you can actually use those names in your blog posts uh, so that, you know, it, it comes up relevant. One, one of the things that really helps is it makes them feel good because <laughs> yeah. you're actually aware of those things. And they're, they may be searching them. Number two, find trending hashtags. 
And so just like, you know, hashtag SEO podcast 155, that's our hashtag. You know, hopefully one of these days it'll start trending. Uh, well, and it probably won't because it changes every week. Right. Maybe we should change that up. Maybe it should just be SEO podcast each week. Maybe. We, we may like be that. making a change. Yeah, or maybe eWeb SEO podcast. We have to somehow get anyway, us in it. We'll yeah. work on it. Um, but we'll, fine. T- we'll take that discussion offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called tabling then. Yeah. But anyway, um, we'll uh, find trending hashtags for whatever you're, whatever you're blogging about. You know, whatever your article is, see what what's trending that's even similar to what you're talking about. And if it's if it's close enough, um, and if it's relatable enough, then include that in your post. Um, if it's if it's right on, you may want to include the hashtag in your title because uh, you can search for hashtags on search engines and they not only pull up the Twitter posts that use those hashtags, they pull up anything that uses that hashtag. And so if it's in your post, if it's in your title, then um, you can show it there as well. Tip number three, uh, do interviews. Interviews are always um, good. People love interviews. Yeah, check. That's on our list. <laughs> yeah, do interviews um, uh, for, for two reasons. One, interview people. Uh, especially if your industry, you know, has so-called uh, specialists around and 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 rock stars or whatnot, um, interview them if you can. It may come at a cost, but it may be worth it. Uh, and also, not only interview people, but get interviewed if you can. That's how you get on a lot of different guest posts and things like that. So if you were, let's say, you were going to be interviewed, first write up write your own post about the interview you're going to do, discussing such and such topic. Right. With that trending hashtag, by the way, and then go do your interview. And on that interview, have them link back to your post. And that way, your interview can um, help the post gain more people. Or people watch interviews, especially if it's a video. They tend to they tend to watch them. And and we all know video helps ranking. Yeah. And so yeah, do some interviews. We did all of that recently with the the, the businessmakers.com. We they posted the video of that interview that we did. By the way, you can find that at thebusinessmakers.com and um, I think we're, we're in the archive now. We were on the front page for about a week and when when they first posted it, they had you know a link, I think they had a link to you mm-hmm. and not to us, not to eWebStyle because you as the SEO rapper and and then we, you know we just sent them a note, hey, could you link here and here and use these keywords and you know sometimes they'll say no, sometimes they don't have time. In this case, actually John Whiteside was uh, was uh, very amiable and he did it for us uh, really quickly. So mm-hmm. um, you know try and get those. In this case, we wanted keyword anchor text coming back to us. So yeah, and see, I took it a step further. After they did that, I took that same link. I wrote a small post about it, blogged about it, tweeted it, Facebooked it. And so that way it was able to get shared some. So, um, yeah, interviews. Number four, avoid stock video and images. I think this is extremely important in regards to blog posts. Um, and, and, more, and more so for the stock video. All blogs use images. Most of them are stock. Yeah. Usually they come from some sort of Google search. And so, um, you know, it makes the post look good. If you yeah. have a, an original image... By all means, use that because no one else has it. Right. But um, and in regards to stock video, yeah, stock video sucks because everybody's already seen it. Yeah. Unless it's an e-com site. Right. You know, if you have if you're selling um, paper 
and and Xerox has a video about the paper making process or whatever, then use that video. Yeah. I mean, because you can't go and recreate that video anyway. Yeah. And so, um, in certain cases, stock video is okay, but usually, um, yeah, use your own. If if it's a personal blog, your your media should be personal as well. Yeah. Um, use number five. Use Facebook insights to get inside your reader's head. Goes without saying. You want to make sure that um. Just for you, those of you who don't know, uh, Facebook Insights is uh, is kind of the Google Analytics of Facebook. So it yeah. gives you, you know, who's liking you and actually who's sharing it and talks about reach. So how many people actually had that particular post or whatever that information was on their own wall or had access to mm -hmm. it. So uh, it's some pretty good advice. Uh, good information can be found there. Yeah, you can figure out, you know, what sort of post did, do they post frequently, right? What do they always share? And then tailor your new blog post, your new article to fit that sort of criteria so they'll be encouraged to share it and repost it and things like that. Um, number six, tap into your frontline people, uh, customer service reps, retail reps, things like that. Um, this is a great idea, especially if you are a, uh, let's say, a bigger company, let's say a bigger corporation and you have uh, lots of employees. Tap into the personal brand of, uh, of some of your frontline people. If you create a new blog post, let them tweet it. You retweet it. Let the company put it out and let them kind of um, send it to their own group of people who are who by default will probably be oriented to that same industry. And so, um, yeah, tap into your resources so the uh, message can get shared a lot more frequently. Here's a, here's a great example of that. Sweden mm -hmm. is turning over the at Twitter Sweden feed to a Swedish citizen every week as a way to promote. Stephen Colbert got wind of it, mm -hmm. actually is now vying to have <laughs> the Swedish <laughs> tweet. They, because he put them on air, they went from like 33,000 followers to 65,000 followers, and he's got some millions of followers. And now they're like responding to him. You're gonna have to wait. Uh, one chick said, I finally have something Stephen Colbert can't get. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But that's a great example. You tapping into your frontline mm -hmm. people. Yeah, tap into the people who 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 respect you. I mean, we do it here. Yeah. Right. So, like for example, uh, punch in the face to Bill and um, Aaron and the guys on our consistent group, Dean, Darren. You know, the people who who watch. We we use them for resources. You know, and that, that's our frontline. So, punch in the face to you guys. Yeah. Um, number seven, last one. Remove jargon. From your website, um, I think this is kind of suspect. Ooh, industry uh, specific, sometimes industry yeah. specific jargon may be exactly what you need if you're targeting, if you're B two B, right? Right. If you're B two B, then um, yeah, I'm targeting SEO. I'm not targeting search engine optimization, right? Yep. And so um, I think take that one with a grain of salt. Well, a good example might be if you're an air conditioning company, you shouldn't be out saying we we provide the best HVAC services of, around, exactly. right? Because no one's searching for HVAC, at least no consumers mm -hmm. are searching for HVAC when they're looking for an air conditioning service. So that would be a good example. Now, if you're, if you're target, targeting, if you sell air conditioning parts to distributors and service providers, they actually may be looking, looking up for HVAC. HVAC. Yeah, so not only should you have air conditioning parts, you should also have HVAC parts. So. And other industry mm -hmm. jargon, you know, we call it a uh, a compressor, but the industry term could be 
something else, <laughs> you know. Democulator. Yeah, Democulator. <laughs> we have the Democulator Plus. <laughs> yeah, then you should use that. Yeah. Um, so that was the top seven tips. I'll post that link on Facebook. Uh, but uh, I think if anybody's out there who's blogging and really creating articles and posting them for the whole purpose of generating links and people to share it, then um, I think those are great tips and they should help. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We got a, I think we got a little blank stare in Yeah, news. we got a little blank stare. <clears throat> Actually provided by somebody. Oh, I'm interrupting your blank stare. Sorry. Yeah, it was all the way blank. That blank, that was, that was one of those... Um, I can't believe y'all did that. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm appalled, blank state. This is actually uh, provided by Bill Hamburg on our on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, Facebook. So Facebook changed um, your email address, and, and and you know, and I saw it, but I didn't print because right. I email right. that don't concern me, but it does. And you, and you, you, and every all other 900 million plus users use Facebook. If you go into your account. And you click on your name, you click about page. Look at your email address. I'll wait. <laughs> no, I won't. Look at your email address, and it'll probably say, mine said most serious at facebook.com. Right. They changed it from Chuck at most to most serious at Facebook. They didn't even give you Chuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, they changed our profiles to an at facebook.com email address. So, yeah, yeah. Facebook, you can't. You can't shove your email platform down my throat. I uh, don't want it. I don't want to use it. And I'm changing it when I get yeah, it back to my desk. Yeah, you can undo that. Just follow that same path that he just described. and Click edit. Click and then edit. just change the information. Change it back to Chuck at most serious. That's, everyone yeah. should put that. <laughs> <laughs> I should, yeah, maybe. Yeah. To use your own. Come up with something. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> All right. You guys have been listening to the most popular SEO and internet marketing podcast mm-hmm. on iTunes. That is because he's pointing you out. Yeah. You over there. Somebody in Sweden uh, who listens uh, tweet about eWebStyle. That would be really cool. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you have access to the Swedish <laughs> yeah, Twitter account. Awesome. That would be very cool. Uh, I'm sure they're well above 66,000 now. Because of the publicity from from Stephen Colbert, actually, I want to go check it out. Maybe we just gave some more. Yeah, and we and probably have listeners in Sweden. So yeah, we do. That's one of the countries. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for the reviews. There were actually three, two. By the way, you do not realize what a t- absolute total pain in the butt it is mm-hmm. to have reviews in different countries because. Now, like, I, it's easy to pay attention to one. Okay, I got 103 reviews. When it hits 104, I have a new one p- p- printed out. Now, I don't remember how many I had in the UK. <laughs> so if we've added one, I don't know. I don't remember the when I read the last one. You know, yeah. So I, I think uh, one of them may have been a repeat today. <laughs> it may need to improve that. Uh, well, yeah, for how we can manage our, our own podcast, right? It's our podcast. Let us manage it simply. Um Anyway, in order to write a review, just go onto iTunes, create an account, and write that review. And then if you choose to, send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com, and let us know that you wrote the review, and we'll give you a little bit of link love and a punch in the face. Punch in the face. Thank you guys for listening. Until the next next podcast, (laughs) my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now.
I think she's gonna set me free In 